0: What up? It's not my weekend podcast with your boy Jerry G. I'm back here in Huntington Park, California. It is Wednesday, September 14th, fool. I know, I know I'm a little late, dog. I'm a little late, but it's been a very uh busy last few days. Uh because your boy went Hollywood, fool. I went Hollywood on all you motherfuckers, dog. Um like we last spoke, as we last spoke, yeah, ay ay, ay ay um, yeah. Fool, I had the privilege, the uh, what do you say, dog? the honor, ay ay, ay. um, uh, got to live a little bit of a dream, doc. Checked off something else on my bucket list. Full. I got, like I told you guys, I got the part on that Lopez versus Lopez sitcom, George Lopez's new sitcom, which premieres sometime in November, December. Um on NBC and Peacock. yeah, yay. Um, so I was able to get this guest star role, bro. And I you know I told you guys about it. I was very nervous. I don't even like to share news that early because anything can happen from here and then, including catching the COVID fool, which had me on my fucking nerves all week, dog. Like if you catch if I cat if I caught the COVID. These last few days I would have been replaced fool. I see the facile, way. They had a motherfucker ready on deck in the bullpen ready for me to replace me if I catch the fucking covid fool. So now way this nervous way, nervous fool, staying away from people, no fucking no nothing fool. Um but that's the other way everything went well, fool. It was a crazy, unreal, surreal, whatever you want to call it type of week. Today's what? Wednesday, fool. And this thing started last Wednesday. Um, I've always heard about how these sitcoms are run, you know, behind the scenes, behind the curtains. You know how these things go down, how episodes are shot, Get multi-camera, que live audiences, Get table reads, Get rehearsals. All that facts, homie, true that, everything, like, man, dog, I was, like, floating, bro, like, I was, like, on cloud nine since last Wednesday, but, like, I was just, like, just kept, like, checking myself, fool, like, damn, this is really happening, fool, like, this is really going down right now, bro, um, just driving into the Universal Studios backlot where they shoot all the movies, all the stages, you know where Seinfeld was shot? Was Friends was shot? Where fucking all the these damn amazing sitcoms were were shot at? You know, I got to drive in there with a pass for little VIP through the back. For you know, you got your little fucking parking structure there. Then they meet you with a little one of those golf carts and they drive you to your stage. And they put you in makeup in my trailer. I had a fucking trailer, dog. Like, I've never experienced any of this, fool. Like, I've done these, like, the pilot, King of Downey. But all that stuff is pinche gorilla, bro. Gorilla, pinche independent, indie, you know, fucking starting from scratch, trying to raise money to, you know, get these cameras to work. No, this is the real deal. This is the big leagues, bro. This is like if I got caught up from A, pinche Omaha, pinche from A Tulsa to Dodger Stadium, bro. That's literally how this felt, fool. And I just, man, dog, I just couldn't believe it, fool. I couldn't fucking believe it, dog. George Lopez, new sitcom, you know. Got to meet some fucking wonderful people. Dope-ass People, dog, the writers. Um, and I don't even know where to start, fool. Like, everything was so awesome, fool. From the moment I get there, dog. You got your little... You, got an, you get an assistant. I get a fucking a standing. Somebody that stands in my spot while the cameras are being fucking adjusted. Like, I have to go and sit down and rest. You know? They offer to bring you food to your trailer or you could come get it yourself. Dude, my trailer was literally where... The trams and the Universal Studios drive by, dog. So, like, I'm coming out of my trailer. Está pasando el pinche carrito, the tram, you know, which I got, like, recognized once, doc. Shout-outs to Daniel, a big American his listener, small world, fool. I'm com- I'm going into my trailer, and this fool's, like, driving by in a little tram, a little carrito, the tour the tour tram. And that fool's all like, Jerry! Yo, Jerry! I'm like, what's up, fool? And I look like a fucking G, dog, because I was with my other co-stars, you know? And they were like, oh, you know where you're getting recognized? I'm like, hey, thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel, for fucking being at the right time, at the right place, fool. Because <laughs> I saw tramps come and go, like, all week, fool. And I didn't get recognized once, dog. People thought I was the grip, a fucking camera guy, dog. Um, But, nah, wait. It's just the beginning, fool. I mean, it was amazing, dog. It just, I don't even know where to start, fool. Um, Wednesday... We got in. I'm nervous as shit, dog. Just, just tripping now. They walk you into your stage, and there's a stage full and stuff like, you know, the fucking everything full, you know, set up. And there's a table read, and there's like a bunch of tables. I I took pictures. I just haven't shared any. I'm not gonna share any pictures until this shit drops. Full until November, ain't gonna show you nothing. Full. I can't, dog. I don't want. to. I don't want to be that guy. Um, But anyway, it was like in this table. Bunch, all the writers, some come like ten writers for the director, the producer, the network people, dog, and of course all the actors, dog. So all the actors with lines get to sit on this table. There's a script in front of you. This table, assigned sign that with your name on it fool I think I took a picture of that. Um, and it's just exciting. For we go from page one down. To, we read it out loud. It comes to life. People are laughing. Pinches writers are taking notes, making adjustments for. And of course, that's the first time I get to see Mr. George Lopez. Um, A little backstory. Let's start from the beginning, Doc. know I've been a comedian for 13 years, since 2009. I've never officially worked with George Lopez, Doc. We've been in the same place, in the same venue, on the same show. But I've never literally opened for him or worked with him. I've been in shows such as like the Ice House. And in the Laugh Factory, well, he'll pop in on a show that I'm on, all right? But it hasn't been the best, hasn't always been the best experience. When you're a a comedian of that level, such as the Gabriel Iglesias, the George Lopez, the pinches Chris uh, Rock, the pinches Dave Chappelle's, a lot of times these guys, obviously, they're very, you know, sheltered. You know, people are taking care of them. They're on their off to the side on their own. They're not mingling with other chump comics like myself. They're doing their own thing. They stay in the green room. They'll kick everybody out of the green room. Only that person can be in there at that time. Everybody else has to wait in the hallway, in the outside, in the patio, backstage, wherever, but not in the green room. Um, you can't get really close to them, fool. Like It's a lot of that stuff, unless they become inviting you know to you uh and of course me as an older person as well mid 30s at the time whatever i get it bro i'm not gonna be all fanboyed out fool in you know i'm just like watching observing looking at how they're acting and what they're doing but i'm not gonna be going up to them for pictures autographs or any shit you know you gotta keep the real um, but anyways those are my Experiences with George Lopez as a comedian, right? I've never actually hung out with him or said anything with him. Uh, just what's up, bye. That's it for. Um, but before I was a comedian, you know, I started comedy in two thousand nine. But we're talking. I still yech away, and I think I've shared this story before for maybe American Wannabes or on this one. But basically, I'm forty two years old, guy. And around 1998, 97, because I don't think I was even 18 yet, my sister was dating a cop who later became her husband for a short while. They lasted like five years married or whatever the fuck. Her first husband, her first baby daddy. Uh, my sister's older than me. Uh, and at the time, she was in the early 20s dating this guy, older guy too. Um, he was like in his late 20s. She was early 20s. I'm like a mocoso, around 17 or so. I remember I was still in high school because I went back and told all my high school friends about this, For, But anyways, at that time, I had never heard of George Lopez. Fool. I had no idea who he was, For, But my sister, you know, hit me up, like, you know, at the house. She's like, hey, I'm going to this comedy club and we're going to go see this Mexican comedian. Uh, she told me, George Lopez, I'm like, never heard of him. I'm like, nah, I have no idea who that is. Uh, she's like... Uh, You know, Rick, her husband, her boyfriend at the time was like, hey, I told him that you want want to be a comedian, that you're a class clown and you're dumbass, you know, you fucking get on my nerves, you're a piece of shit. But I told him that you want to be a comic. And uh, so I guess he's trying to impress me. So he offered to bring you. I'm like, fool, but I'm not even 18, dog. I mean, fuck, I'm 17. I look like I'm 12, fool. At that time, I was pushing 105 pounds, dog. Chiquito way, five foot two, dog. Little ass fool. All seniored out and shit, but little fool. <laughs> and uh so she's like, yo, I don't know, man. He said he can make it happen. He could bring you in. He could, you know, whatever, dog. But he's inviting you, dude. I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'm down. That was the first time I ever said fuck it, I'm down at that time. Um, and so like we went. We went to the Ice House Pasadena Comedy Club, a uh, very, you know, prestigious place, which is currently closed for renovations it's been closed since the pandemic since like 2020 but it's gonna kind of supposed to reopen one day but anyways we go and even then i remember that fool's all, i was nervous to be there because all these adults drinking you wait in this like bar lobby where people are just drinking everybody grown-ass people in there i'm like a little fucking little a little wetback fool in there, dog. And I remember that fool was all, like, trying to hide me. He was, like, getting, like, in front of me. So, like, I guess security bouncers, bartenders, or people don't notice me. But he just, like, kept huddling around me. And he had his other friends with him. It was, like, a large group of, like, six, seven, eight people with him. Homies with their girlfriends. And I was, like, the odd bot, right? And... So we go and they're all like hiding. He's all like, oh, fool, just get around this fool. Don't don't, don't, don't let people see this fool. They're going to card him. They're going to tell him something, right? Blah, blah, blah. I'm already like, fool, I'm not even going to get in, dog. I'm going to just spoil the night here. I'm going to make my sister wait outside with me. She's not going to want to go in. It's going to be fucking awkward right now when they stop me right at the door and I won't be able to get in this bitch. But sure enough, I got in, you know? I think he told my like he was my brother or something. Long story short, he, was like, he wasn't a cop at the time, but he had a bunch of cop friends, and he was going to be a cop. He was like a, a paralegal or something. He was a somebody, like a be somebody for him. But anyways, he had friends in high places, all right? And so we got in. We went in. I remember the only restriction was our mesero couldn't serve our table any alcohol. So I did cock block on the alcohol because there was a minor on that table. And if there's a minor under 21 on that table, that whole table cannot get served drinks. That's fucked up, right? So we kind of separated ourselves from the rest of the group. So it was just me, my sister, and the homie. And so it was just we got our own table on the side and none, none of us three could drink alcohol. Which, you know, I'm sure that didn't help with my homie getting laid that night with my sister. All right? So, yo, already I'm already... Doing some good work here for for my family, um. So, anyways, we are inside now. We're in the comedy club, fool, right? And here comes a low rider ward fucking theme song. Ten, 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 ten. Yes, that was his theme song, his walk up song at the time in 1997. Still, and a fucking place erupts. It's going crazy up in there, fool. It's going wild, dog. The club only holds like 150, 160, but it will slam. I think they fucking put in sardined up like 200 people in that bitch, dog. Slam pack, fool. And sure enough, fool, fucking the ovation. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? What is this? Sure enough, fool. Fucking George Lopez walks up, fool. Gets on stage, bro. Obviously, there's openers, dog. So there was openers, and they were funny, fool, you know? Uh, I believe Dr. Ken was one of the openers. Uh, I remember a little Asian dude. He had a white dude as an opener as well, and they were funny. They were Jimmy Burns, a legendary Ice House host, who I became a big fan of, good friend of, later in my career, was his, like, host and opener. Um. So anyways, I'm there. This fool comes up, place erupts, right? I'm like, orale, pinche. You know, fucking paisa looking ass fool. Brown, prieto, feo, all that shit, dog, right? I'm just like, I've never seen a guy like this. So, getting such love, fool. So brown, so sweaty, right? So funny, bro. Funny, fool. And he just just comes out, fool, and just starts preaching, fool, just speaking our language, bro. I never experienced any comedian going up on that stage and just saying what, like, basically just talking our language, fool, saying what we, living our life, talking about just growing up poor and getting beat up on and, pinche, don't cry, why you crying and... All the all the shit that I'm just like, fuck, fool. Damn, bro. Like, it was just amazing, fool. Like, everything he talked about just connected on our life, our house, our home, fool. Everything spanglish. You know, how angry our moms are and our parents are dicks to us and how we wear hand me downs and we're just fucking. We cry for our girlfriends and we're fucking toxic. And the women, how they dye their hair blonde and they have roots. And it was everything that I just couldn't stop laughing, fool. Like every punchline was just more real and more real and more real. And this is 1997, fool. I never experienced anything in my life like this, bro. Like I was like, what the fuck just happened, fool? And he goes on for, like, an hour and a half, dog, of non-stop laughter, fool. Like, I'm trying... Dude, I want to take a piss, bro, and I can't... I don't want to get off my seat. I don't want to miss a second of this. I don't want to go to the bathroom, pero me ando, me ando my bladder is going to explode. But I don't want to get up, fool. That's how it fucking was, dog. And he just had... The whole audience in the palm of his hands, dog. And everything he talked about was everything, fool. Like, the right now, right now. The they fucking parents wake you up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to Mexico. When the, your fucking car, when your dad runs you over with the car and you're like, why are you crying? You still want to go to McDonald's or what? Get in the car, fool. Stop crying, dog. And toda esa madre, how, they, how we're afraid to be left, Right? How we we're afraid that they, our parents are going to leave without us. Everything, dog, you know, you know the fucking bits. You know the jokes, fool. The classic George Lopez jokes, fool, that we all fell in love with, dog. And right there, fool, 1997. I always wanted to be a comedian, but I never seen a comedian like me. I just knew. I, dude, I was in middle school when I won Funniest. My teachers, would, they were calling me the next A.D. Murphy. Not even Paul Rodriguez, fool. The next Eddie Murphy. That's, like, that's what the pinnacle of comedy was, you know? Eddie Murphy, dog. Not no Latino, not no Mexican, nobody, dog. Not part like, Pa Rodriguez was doing movies at the time. Making movies. He wasn't really doing the stand-up anymore. Paul Rodriguez is 80s, dog. You know, I'm talking about early 90s, dog. By this time... Paul wasn't really doing stand up anymore. Not 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 often. For there was no stand up comedian like that that we can watch and see. There, was, I didn't have cable. I didn't know about Comedy Central. I didn't have HBO. Fool. I didn't have these fucking channels, bro. You no sabía nada de cómo. Where do you start? I just knew that I was funny. I just know I'm funny. I love making people laugh. I want to get paid for this. I want to do something, dog. I saw Eddie Murphy's Raw. I saw that shit. And I said, yeah, that's fucking badass, bro. That's dope. How do you do that? I knew what a stand-up comedian was. I just didn't know how to reach that. How do you do it? How do you get there? What do you got to do? Do you got to go to school? Do you have to do an internship? Do you have to be an actor first? What the fuck do you have to do to do stand-up comedy? Yo no sabía nada, way Nothing. Throughout my whole childhood, fool. Right? Uh, Jesus Zapota talks about... He's 10 years younger than me, fool. He talks about his era. He knew. He had the internet. He had YouTube. He had fucking cable. He knew stand-up comedy. What it took and what it was. More than I did. At that age. At all. So, at 17, that was my first experience. Watching... The, one of the greats of all time, George Lopez, do his thing. And that's when it clicked for me, dog. It actually clicked in two ways for me, bro. I got to be honest. Two ways it did. Two things it did for me. First, it told me, damn, that that's what a comic is. That's what a comedian is. And that's what I want to do. That's it right there. I want to be on that fucking stage. And do that, do what George Lopez is doing to these fucking people. I want to do that shit. But then, the other side of that, reality was like, but damn, I can't never be as funny as this guy, fool. Like, he's fucking talked about everything. I always wanted to, like, not I always wanted to talk about, but basically he took all the fucking jokes. He's talked about, what the fuck am I going to talk about up there, fool? And it just kind of made me, like, it kind of clapped back where, like, I'm just like, hmm, why even try? I can't even, I can never be as funny as him. I can never get to be that fucking good. He's he's it. He's it, dog. He's the Michael Jordan. Why even try? And so it was one of those situations, like, I got to experience it, see it, witness it. And now I get it. It, That's how it's done. Right? And it, like, it made me into, like, fuck that's dope, it's possible, it can happen, but then I was like, but then again, damn, it's like, almost like when you see a girl, and like, that you're into, and she pays attention to you, and you're like, oh shit, I can get her, she smiled, she laughed at me, but she has a fucking boyfriend that's probably fucking her every night, every night, and how am I gonna get that, I can't even, like, look at that fucking good looking ass dude, how am I gonna compete with her fucking hot ass boyfriend, that's kind of like the same feel, the same feel. Like, I know she's she, think, she thinks I'm cool. I know she likes me or likes being around me. But she's got this hot-ass dude that keeps her very satisfied. What the fuck am I going to do? Like, you know? What, or how can I get in that motherfucker? And that's what George Lopez was to me, dude. It was like, damn, fool. It was literally a nirvana, bro. Like, what the fuck just happened here, fool? I left there, bro. Just... And awful. I mean, I just just kept reliving his jokes and his jokes were like going over my head all the time and I would just start laughing by myself. And I was just like, Man, dude, what happened? What just happened? And I couldn't stop talking about it. I went back to school and I told all my friends, most of them, if not all of them, didn't know who the fuck he was either. They were just like, way, get off the nuts, fool. All right, we get it. He's funny. What the fuck? All right, whatever the fuck, dude. Damn. But eventually, I, I like you know, we're in our, this was this is our senior year, and and I remember like we graduated soon after, and you know we graduated that May or June, in October, because George would go to the ice house every February and every October, every six months or so, six seven months, and I told us we're going, dog, we're going to go see this fool when we graduate, dog, and at that time I remember the tickets were like fifteen dollars, maybe twelve or like thirteen fifty, it was something like that. And obviously, I don't have a lot of money, fool. But I had, like, $40, 50 $60 on me. And, you know, I, I'm like, I wanted to show my friends. I wanted to show my friends this guy, fool. And, you know, little by little, they started, like, hearing about him or where the fuck the little internet that we had or whatever the fuck we had. He was blowing up. George up was blowing up. He was selling out, bro. He was established, funny comedian. Selling out. But... Again, it's the 90s, before the internet, before social media, thai. Um, So a lot of it was word of word of mouth. And so what I did, I went. I remember I went. I drove to the ice house and I bought like six, seven, eight tickets. Hey, I want George Lopez coming next week. I'd like to buy six, seven tickets. I bought six, seven tickets. I bought them back and I gave them out to my friends. And I told my friends, fool, we got to go check this guy out, fool. Trust me, thai fine whatever fuck dog damn fool if you're gonna shut you up about him if you're gonna stop sucking his dick all right fine we'll go fuck i was that guy dick like all right all right we'll go they'll go right okay good 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 good." we went and these fools all fall in love with him of course they are that's all we talked about now now that's all we talked about food shout outs to eric torres Francisco Ruiz, fool, Rene Mendoza doc, Richard Rubio, full. That's all we talked about. The homies. That's all we talked about. Fucking George Lopez doc. George Lopez, bro, George Lopez doc. And it was like a big deal for us, fool. And we would go every six months. We would go see. It got to a point we start like following them to other comedy clubs, to the Brea Improv to Ontario, to Irvine improv, to Hollywood improv, to the Laugh. We would find out where he was going to be at and we would go. We would go. And it was like that from like 98 to like 2002, one, whatever. It was until his prices really started, then he started becoming more and more famous. He was selling out a lot earlier and earlier. And so we would like sl- sleep on it every once in a while. And we wouldn't go all the time. You know, we would skip one here and there whatever, a weekend here and there. And, but then the tickets became $21. You get $22. And I'm like, Ugh, fuck, I can't afford that, bro. Shit. It's expensive. I still got to bring a chick. The fucking drinks are expensive. Two drink minimum. No mames. Se pasan de verga way. Maybe on the next one. You know. Now an internet's coming around. I'm like, ah, oh, just fucking sharing YouTube or watching shit on TV. Whatever the fuck. Um, he's becoming a household name at this time now, bro. And uh, so, but I went for a good Three, four, five years for at least twice a year to see him. At least minimum, bro. I saw him at least 15 to 20 times way, facile Facil, way, Bro, and it's one of those things where, like, he did a lot of the same routine. Of course, he had a routine that never missed. I knew the jokes. I knew the punchline. And I still laughed probably harder than the first time I heard it, bro. Of course, he sprinkled in new shit. Freestyle did some crowd work, fucked around he'd get drunk on stage, people were sending fucking shots on him to him, bro. it was a party, bro, fool. I remember Big Boy from Big Boy's Neighborhood was a big fan. He'd come out to the shows. He'd get on stage with him and fuck around when he was big, when he was huge. They'll fucking... He'd just make some fucking jokes with him and shit. Mario Lopez, remember? Mario Lopez. Of course, Mario Lopez. He was a big fan. He'd come up on stage. He like, talking about, like, you're not a real Mexican. Mexicans don't look like that. Mexicans look like me. That was a fucking great little bit he would do with him uh, that he's too pretty to be Mexican. Um, and it was all these other actors and actresses would show up. Jay Hernandez, uh, all these motherfuckers, dog, like would show up. Eventually, obviously, do you know, the story, Sandra Bullock came to a show, which obviously I wasn't there, but she apparently came to see him and fell in love with his act and basically discovered him. She's the one that produced the Lopez, the George Lopez sitcom. Thanks to Sandra Bullock and a bunch of other people just started like this fucking fool just become, became this thing right and i was just like i just felt like i was there not from the beginning but from my beginning obviously he had been he's been doing comedy since the early 80s bro um 20 years ago he didn't blow up until he was 42 years old guess who else is 42 years out yours truly motherfuckers and this motherfucker had been doing comedy since his early 20s for maybe even teenager I'm not, i don't I'm not sure i started pretty late late 20s But he's been doing comedy for like 20 years when he cut his break, thanks to Sandra Bullock, fool, and became the star that he is today. It's a great fucking story, fool. And I was kind of not a part of it, but I was in there, fool, right? And of course, because I went so much, you know, I got to meet him, shake his hand, take pictures. I got a couple pictures with him, fool. I'll share it. Honestly, I only have like one um, that I still have. Like you know, back in those days, fool, we take pictures on our flip phones or on disposable cameras. Who knows what happened to those fucking pictures, dog? But I had a bunch of pictures, and I, met him am a bunch. I bought his merch. I told him. I remember. I remember one time specifically. I even told him, like, hey, fool, like I brought like 25 people here to see you. He's like, oh, thanks, man, appreciate it. This and that. He was cool. You know, he was cool. Todo way. Todo. Ah, oh, you know, he's what well, he is, bro. And you know, just a simple thank you was. Good enough for me, dog. And uh it's crazy, fool. And it was amazing, fool. And now I'm not saying I'm that, but I've got I've got a taste of it, fool. I got a taste of it, dog. You know, I've done sold out shows. I've had people come up to me telling me they brought 20 heads to see me. I've you know, and that just like takes me back, fool. And how like we've come so far, fool. And I just appreciate every you, every one of you motherfuckers, dog. Because I was that guy. I was that person, guys. I was that fanboy. I fell in love with George Lopez, the comedy, everything, fool. And now I'm on this side, fool. Now I'm performing. Now I'm, you know, sometimes selling out. Uh, And I fucking enjoy it, bro. And people are like hardcore fans. And I can recognize and follow me and bring me things. And, you know, fuck. And I'm just like, this is fucking awesome, fool. And there's times where I've crushed that stage maybe as close to George has, you know. Like, I've done pretty well. You know, I know I could do better. I want to do better. I want to get fucking, I want to get George Lopez. I mean, he would go on like up to two hours straight, guys. Like two hours straight. There would be two shows. It would be 8 o'clock and a 10 o'clock show. I learned quick. Don't come to the 8 o'clock show. He gets off after like an hour. You come to the 10 o'clock show, he'll go on until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, fool. Like, he'll go on around stage around 11.30. He's not off till, like, 1.30, 2 o'clock, fool. Happened a few times. And I'm just, like, amazed by it, bro. I'm like, I've never done two hours. The most I've done is probably, like, an hour and 15 minutes, the most. Uh, and even then, I'm just like, how the fuck did I get this far, dog? Uh, I can just imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about two hours of non-stop. Like, people don't want him to get off. You know, I feel like people tell like feel like they're ready for me to get off. <laughs> uh yeah, no, I just I get tired of hearing myself. I get tired of my own voice. I get tired of like I always I'm always the type of guy that I want to get off on a high. I'm afraid to get off on a low. So I like to do my time, my 45 minutes to an hour, that's the sweet spot for me. 45 minimum, 60 minutes max. In the middle is my sweet spot. Uh, after that, it's like, nah, wait, now I'm just running my, wel- my, what is that? Uh, my welcome here, you know, and exhausting my welcome or whatever you call it. So I'm not a big fan of like, let me see how long I can go. Of course, if I'm on one, if I'm feeling it, if the crowd's still with me, of course, I'm going to get But I'm always afraid that I'm going to end up on a low and not end up like I'm always like sometimes when I'm over 45 minutes and I get a hard, big laugh. Trust me, if triggers were like I tell Jerry, I I away, I dejala. I'm that guy, I'm that guy, and now that's not a good thing always, guys, because it's it's part of it's a little bit of insecurity, right, on my end. Um, but you know, I think uh, I just just how I am personally. For I know other comics love to go as long as they can, and I'm just not always. I don't always think that's a good thing for. Them. But for George, I appreciate it every minute he was on that stage for. All right. So that's me setting up what I experienced this last week. All right. What I experienced this last week was my true first opportunity to work alongside Mr. George Lopez. And I know he's had his up and downs. I know he's had his faults. I know they've had some backlash. I know he's done things in his life that he's probably not crazy about. Uh family-wise and even as a performer or whatever the fuck I know there's makes feelings about him today. I've even um you know judged him a few times myself, I got to be honest. Um like, you know his last special on HBO, it wasn't well received. It wasn't very well. Good. I mean a lot, you know a lot of people agree with that, and I kind of have to agree with that, you know. I think it was the one about the wall, you know. You know, and it is what it is. He's been doing it for so long. He's got, you know, he's older. It's tough, bro. It's tough to stay on that fucking, you know, mark. But, um, you know, so I've also said like, that's not the George Lopez I remember, fool. And I got to be honest, fool. But I'm still a fan. It's kind of like with Los Tires del Norte way. I love Los Tires del Norte. I will die being a huge Tires del Norte fan. But I also recognize that, their last few albums, last five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, so many albums ago have not been really good. I'll admit to that, fool. I'll admit to And as much as I love them and as much as I want those fucking tracks to hit, they don't always do. Right? Um, they're a different group now. They're older. They sound different. They have different, you know, mindsets. You know, same thing with George, bro. Same thing with George, fool. Um. And then you got all these new school cats like myself trying to take over that reign, trying to take that spot, For You know, so he hasn't been very accepting to the new generation, For you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. We've come uh, used to it. Uh, you know, I would have loved, I would have loved to have been mentored by him, grow, got some advice from him 10 years ago, you know, 8 years ago, 7 years ago. I would have loved that. I never did. I never did. And that's okay. That's okay. We all take our own path, fool. I'm good with that. Um, I still look up to him. You know, this last week I got to spend very little time with him personally. Um, and I was just watching him and studying him and just soaking it all in, fool. Like I'm in the same stage, same room, same roof of George Lopez. We're working together. I got to say that fool. Um, but we didn't spend much time personally, dog. Um, I would joke around with my family as they would hit me up and ask me how's it going. I'd be like, Well, he said three things to me. Good morning, good job, and goodbye. That's all. <coughs> so, but all that said, I'm not complaining. I'm not Edible Arrangements in East LA is opening now. This weekend, July 22nd, Grand Opening, 5929 Whittier Boulevard, Los Angeles, 90022. Send your boo, that special someone, that special Toxica, that ratchet that won't hit you back. Send her some chocolate covered strawberries. full. So call the number at 323 832 5-1, the grand opening. Come visit. Tell them I sent you. You get a special free chocolate strawberry, dog. Come on, fool. Get my skaters way. And a discount on your first, second, and third shipment. Tell them Jerry G sent you and they'll treat you like a king that you are, fool. All right, I'm back. I got like a mean-ass coughing attack. I had no water around me. I had to back the fuck up a little bit. Take a little break. But I'm back, man. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just a few phrases every morning. He was nice, though. Uh, Give me a few dabs, you know, after a few uh, when we we would practice and rehearse and nail the scene. He'd be like, good shit, good job, you know. And uh, it was funny because, um, you know, five days I spent with this guy, five days. And that's literally all he said, uh, except for Monday. Yes, Monday. On Monday... uh, was like one of the final rehearsals right and so dang he's getting used to seeing me around and shit and uh his he he actually doesn't even have a trailer he has like a office in the stage area it's like a pinche like a green room like a private room where he goes to hang out basically the main stars all have one like four or five of them have one and so anyways i'm trying to say we i have to leave the stage to go to my trailer but we walk out together we walk towards that way together. And, uh, and so as on Monday, as we were walking, I was, he was like, we were just like, why it was like that awkward walking like next to each other. And I didn't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I didn't want to bother him or nothing, but I think he felt the same thing. Cause he kind of like turned and stuff. He's like, so how's it going? How's everything going? Kind of shit. I'm like, uh, good. Really good, man. And then somebody goes, George, George, we need you on here. But oh, and he just turned around and left and shit. And I was like, fuck, that was our time. That was the moment. And uh, yeah, I thought we were going to really bond at that point. But that's literally the only time where like he says something besides good morning, good job, and goodbye, dog. Uh, and other than that, I wouldn't really see him. Like they don't, He don't come out of it. And it's not just him. Like, it's, uh, so it's like five main uh, cast members. George, his daughter. And then the lady from... One of the ladies uh, that plays his ex-wife is the lady from Orange and New Black. Uh, Celines, is a real, Selena is her real name uh, I forgot her name dude. to be honest with you but I rarely saw her too like I didn't have no scenes with her so I would rarely see her I would only see her when we're all together as a cast but other than that she was literally in her room the whole time too um, I shared a scene with uh, Mayan George's daughter and George himself and that's pretty much it um, then there's this other little kid Bryce Gonzalez who's famous right he's one of the Inca boys big tiktok stars him and his dad if you follow them you know like his dad's going through like cancer treatment right now they're like huge little kid who's fucking he, they got like 15 million followers fool. so i'm pretty guessing that you guys know who i'm talking about here cute little kid like six years old fool. super talented man bro i was like so impressed by this kid dog I mommy mean, my son nick ain't shit compared to this kid dog i mean this guy Fuck, he's a natural, bro. He's, so, he's just so good, fool. Funny. Like, everything, bro. I don't know how he does it, fool. Like, he can not even. He can barely read. He's only six. He can barely read. And he's memorizing all these lines. Like, he has a big part, fool. I was just so impressed with this kid. Well, he has his own little room, too. And then the boyfriend of mine is another guy. Uh, his name is Matt something. He's, like, famous, too. He's come out, like, in a bunch of sitcoms. Uh, a bunch of Nickelodeon stuff. Disney stuff. He's fucking hilarious, too. This guy kills it, fool. And then there's other, uh, Al Madrigal, who's a comedian, funny guy. He was from Jon Stewart's Daily Show. Well, he wasn't on this episode, but he's one of the main co- co- uh, co-stars. He plays George Lopez's best friend, but he wasn't in this episode at all. So he wasn't there all week. He just I just saw his like dressing room. And his parking spot and whatever. But he's like a big deal too. So anyway, those are the main stars of the show. So they all have their own dressing room area. Private. Like it looks like a little hotel room and shit. A little apartment. Um, but us, you know, guest stars and other side characters. We're outside on the trailers. Which is dope. I just I wanted to experience that trailer experience anyway. But... Um, so yeah. So we didn't really... And all those guys the main stars like we rarely got to see them like hang out with them much it was literally just when we're on stage rehearsing or or filming um like they they eat lunch separately they didn't they didn't come meet with i'm meeting with the camera crew with the writers with the producers we're all like i have you know fucking around bro and it was i love doing it was awesome fool but it would have been cool to spend a little bit more time with them. Like, I didn't really get to, like, even take any pictures with them or nothing. Um, I, I didn't want to be that guy, dude, to be honest with you. I was just, like, cool hanging out with them. I was fine with that. Uh, just being around them and just watching them. And she was dope. Uh, but they were all nice to me, dog. Like, even, like, George's daughter, I will say, was very nice. Super cool. Like, she always called me by my name. She asked me how my day is going. Like, she gave me props whenever we finished the scene together. She'd be like, good job. A dab, a high, high five. You know, she's like, hey, Jerry, how are you? And this and like, she would go, you know, all that stuff. She was super nice, dog. Super t- cool chick, super talented, dog. Like, she's gone to like all these acting classes and school and private lessons and all. She's taking it very serious, dog. Like, she's taking, and then so I, I respect that for sure. Um, all these people are like professional actors, dog. And I'm just like learning off of these fools how they, you know, carry themselves how they memorize lines and how they act of course and i'm just like just soaking all that shit in dude so that was a really cool experience uh all the things man um it was cool like i even like after a while i even got you know comfortable with the writers so i was like throwing a little like hey man what do we say this or what do we do that kind of shit not much i didn't do too much of that uh there was a couple like they liked and stuff but, you know, no one really gets a freestyle, just George. Only George is the only one who gets to say whatever the fuck he wants once the cameras are going or once we're on action. But everybody else has to pretty much stick to the to the script, of course, right? Especially a fucking idiot like me, Doug, um, first time there. But, uh, you know, I got really comfortable, and everybody was, like, super nice, asking questions. You know, they said they looked me up and this and that, and they're like, oh, man, when's your next show? And all that cool stuff, a lot of cool like a, a great experience, man. A great experience. Dude, the camera people? Hey, man, you're killing it, man. You're fucking funny. Your scene is your scene makes me laugh, and you know all that shit. And they showed us a pilot, so that we got to see the pilot, and it's pretty good. The pilot's dope. All right. So, like I said, this is episode four that I'm in, um, fifth episode total they've shot, and so they showed us a pilot. So we get a, a you know, good little get in the mood, get the mood going. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. I uh, I personally think our episode is even fucking funnier, dog. Like way better. Um, it feels like that. And I think most shows are like that. They just get better, better as they go, right? And uh, it's one of those things where like we're getting hard laughs. Like we're getting hard, genuine laughs from some of these scenes. Good writing, dog. All that stuff. Like that stuff that I, I get impressed because I consider myself a writer. Yeah, yeah, yay And so, you know, I get impressed, like, oh shit, I I didn't I wouldn't come up with that. I would not have come up with that. I don't that was good. That's clever. That's sweet. I've never seen that. That's pretty dope. You know, and quick with it, bro. Like we do a scene and it wouldn't be as funny as he thought. And so the writers are like, all right, let's try this tag. Let's try this tag. Let's try this now. Let's let's say it this way. Say it that way. Say this now. Even my lines, my lines were completely changed from Wednesday to yesterday in front of the live audience. Like a lot of lines were changed, full added, you know, tweaked. A lot of that was going on. So all of that was really cool to experience and see how that goes, bro. Because, again, I've never done shit like that. So it made me ease up a little bit knowing that, you know, there's room for adjustment here. There's room for to make the tweaks and make the changes if necessary. And, um, yeah, I just ho- I was just hoping they wouldn't cut any of my lines or cut me completely or anything, right? So I was just hoping they would add more shit. Every time we would get together, and sometimes they would, they would like, oh, let's try this now, let's 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 try it this way, and and so forth and so on. And um, I think you'll be very very happy with uh, the performance. Yeah, yay. Um uh, That's it, man. That's it. Man. I don't know what else to say, dog. I, I I it's been a fucking crazy week, an awesome week. And I want to thank you guys. I like I love sharing this shit with you, fool. Like it's. I hope it's not doesn't come off as bragging because obviously I don't intend it to be. I, as you can tell from my from my tone i'm just more excited than anything like you know it's one episode episode four it's called lopez versus spanish my episode and it's lopez versus lopez a tv show and that's the only other thing that i wasn't too crazy about was that my character is literally a, a spanish speaking only character i only speak spanish i'm a paisa a mover and uh which was great for the comedy of the episode but as far as the the um the the fucking character uh, arc, ay, 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 I, I don't know there's much to build off an all Spanish speaking character, right? So that's it look my pong up inside like what can they really do with my shit? Like can't really they can't bring me back every episode or every other episode. Like it's too much Spanish, Doc. You know? But with all that said, the writers were very cool the The showrunner, who's like the basically you, you uh, consider her the the creator of the show, um, and the head writer that she oversees, she supervises the writers. She herself told me, um, is Debbie Wolf, very sweet lady. She was like, "Yo, you did a great job. I love to have you back. Like, I love to have you back, and whatever that means. You know how to say grain of salt. You take that. If it's coming from her, dog. Hey, man, who else?" better to hear that from right um and i hope i do i just i just hope i do I again at, at least like i just want to do this again basically if, even if it's one more time two more times i would love to do it again i i can't see this character being uh recurring all the time character i don't see that happening um uh, just because of again his arc is just uh, an all spanish speaking person and my spanish will run out eventually but um yeah, I could see this guy coming back again, and I hope so. And I hope so. Dog, the, the check is amazing. Um, the check is sweet. And uh, yeah, if I could get used to this, basically, what I'm trying to tell you, man, I could definitely get used to this treatment, fool. And uh, for those of you who are living that dream, man, that's yeah. For I, I left there every day, like just being like so fucking gracious and like so, so happy, fool. Like it was a trip. Today I woke up, Wednesday, as an unemployed actor. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it was just back to reality. Back to reality. Got to pick up the kids from school right now. Um, I got to show up Brea, all that stuff, man. But um, I'll be with Chingo tonight. But this Sunday, this Sunday night, you can catch me at the Ontario Improv headlining. The Ontario Improv, Sunday, September 18th. 7 p.m., guys, so please get your tickets. I've got a $5 off promo code. If you enter promo code Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y, you get $5 off. At least it covers the fucking fees that they accumulate, you know, those fucking – that's per ticket, $5 off per ticket. So not just your total lump sum purchase, $5 off per ticket. So please, uh, hope to see you guys there, getting some good feedback. Looks like people are coming out. Ticket sales are going pretty well, you know. It's not sold out yet. Plenty of seats still available. But I hope to see you guys there in the IE Ontario Improv, man. And that's it. Well, I'm going to wrap it up right there, doc. And uh, just, I wanted to brag with you guys a little bit <laughs> and, uh, you know, and share the news with you guys, man, that it was a great, great fucking week. Gracias a Dios, way. Gracias a Dios. I got to live a dream. I got to fucking be in the New Year's of back class. I was, dude, we went during lunch, we walked around the back class, we went to the, uh, we walked the back to the future court right there the city hall area with the time clock and all that we walked that we went over to uh the where they shoot westerns they're shooting other stuff too so we kind of like walked around and checked out other people's what they're shooting dog uh they're shooting like quantum leap they're shooting uh i don't know what other stuff they're shooting but they're shooting cool stuff out there and we got to see some of that and just walked around fool just walked around enjoyed the fucking views dog so um yeah, man, it was, it was surreal, bro. And, uh, you know, I was sending pictures to my kids, and they're just, like, so proud, of fool, and my family. And, you know, now I get to share with you guys, too, Doc, So, But pictures coming out soon, Doc. I'm not going to post anything yet, Doc. Honestly, until the, the episode drops, I'll be able to... Even the picture I took with George, I look like a fucking idiot, bro. Like, I took a picture with him, and a oh, quick one, bro. He, he took a picture with another actor. So that was my opportunity, fool. I saw him take a selfie with one of the other actors, and I just jumped on it for like, hey, uh, George, you mind if I get one too? He's like, yeah. And he just like turned around and just quick selfie, dog. And first of all, I hate selfies, so I look like a fucking idiot. And sure enough, got cara de, I don't know whether to smile or not look. And I look like a fucking dumbass, bro. But I'll still post it, I guess. I'll still share it to prove that we took a picture together. Uh, I might block my face out or something, blur my face out. I don't know. But, anyways, it was dope, man. Lopez versus Lopez. Check it out. Your boy went in Hollywood. Thanks for everything, guys. Love you guys. And I didn't get a chance to talk about the Dodgers food, but we clinched, dog. It's on, baby. It's on. This is the beginning of a beautiful next 30 to 45 days Dodgers baseball phone. All right? See you guys soon. I'm out of here. You guys have a great one, all right? Take care of yourselves, and uh, see you guys soon. See you in Ontario, bro. Caiganle. All right? I'm out. Babe.